Gaming News. And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's Show Me Your News. Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Punch! Welcome to Show Me Your News. The pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Peter, but you may know me as Yoko. And I got married a week ago. Hello. Let me sing hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I am Evie. You may know me as Rachel, and I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> I am Joe. You may know me as the Debaga, and Clash Joe is hard. I'm Ben. You may know me as Gym Leader Ben, and I don't like to leave my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that goes for all of us, really. We are part of the SMYN Network at ShowMeYourNews.com. Today is Sunday, August 2nd, 2015. This is episode 184 of the podcast. Let's introduce our guest this week. He joined us for all the eight years of SMYN celebration. He joined us for our also our wedding weekend, which was last weekend. Please welcome the Darker Eye. Hello. Hello. Welcome. We miss you because you were just <laughs> here last week, but... It's good to have you on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, I'm all the way. I'm back in Jersey now. Back oh. where we're in a 100-degree uh, heat wave. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, we're getting storms tonight, and that temperature's breaking Would real nice. Would you like nice. to borrow my short shorts? They got flowers on them. When I got home, uh, Dark texted me saying, So how are things back in Kansas City? And I responded with, Oh my God, it's so hot. Why did I come back? And he <laughs> responded with, Yeah, same. <laughs> 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 I mean, that about sums it up. What, what, what was it last week? Like seventy in Michigan? It was like eighty every it was day. Like eighty to ninety. Yeah, and all yeah. the Michiganders were like, "Oh, it's so hot." And and Dark and I were like, "Shut up! <laughs> it's so yeah, that was, fucking nice out here." That was awesome. That was like the best weather I've had all summer. <laughs> yeah, weather talk will have people shutting off this podcast real fast. Fuck it. So let's talk about the gaming news. Gamescom is coming up, and it's like yes. the European E3, though yes. it's different because they get to go there publicly because it's a public show. It's not just a trade show. New. They get a lot of attendance there mm-hmm. from people who want to make the trip out to Cologne, Germany, yes. or Cologne, however you want to you know, pronounce it, whether it's I the German... I don't wear it as a scent. No. Just just get all that nerd stank on you. Oh, yeah, it's so hot. Yeah, I don't think a gaming convention is going to really <laughs> catch on stank. in the clone business. It's, it's well, God knows they need it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh! Oh! So, at Gamescom, uh, it's not as big of a news epicenter, I think, like E3 is. Though, mm. it's starting to become bigger and bigger, and you're getting more companies trying to make more of a presence... Microsoft certainly, as we've discussed on past episodes of this podcast, they need a bigger European presence. And they really need to make a big splash there at Gamescom this year because Sony is kind of just pushing things off to this Paris game show. Because, you know, E3 is really close to Gamescom this year, and then Sony has their PSX event at the end of the year in December. 
So they're like, oh, we'll we'll kind of we'll be there at Gamescom, but we won't be doing like a press event, news, all that good stuff. And so this is Microsoft's time to shine. Now we know from E3 and the talk beforehand that certain games are going to be pushed off to Gamescom. Uh, that'd be Crackdown, the one they showed at the end of not this E3, but the year before. We got Quantum Break, which keeps getting pushed back with its uh, time traveling, you know, TV show integration. This is from Remedy, the makers of Max Payne and Alan Wake. And then there's also Scalebound, which is from Hideki Kamiya. This is like the, the dragon action game that we really don't know too much about because we saw in a cinematic trailer and all that. So I kind of want to get a sense of where your head's at with this conference. It's on uh, August 4th, which I believe is Tuesday. I think it's at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, just kind of our thoughts, like especially with these three games or any other news-worthy uh, things that are going to be happening at Gamescom, maybe that we know about, that you want to see. I mean, you kind of get a sense of, well, well, yeah, we can talk about World of Warcraft as well. Yeah. I like World of Warcraft, and I don't know why they're making a new expansion yet. It's too soon. So they're going to be announcing that on the 6th. Yes. It's going to be 6 p.m. or so? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Eastern. And, uh... I hope there are badgers in it. Oh, badgers would be amazing. <laughs> I If they make badgers in it, then I'm going to name myself Doma. Oh, or, or, or Doma <laughs> has to play and, you know... Create... Actually, no, you know what? I have a, I have a badger pet. I'm now going to call him Doba. Doba the badger. Yay! Oh, God. Fantastic. Oh, God. I'll yeah, take a picture and show you. So, there's going to be a new World of Warcraft expansion announced. Mm-hmm. Any guesses on what it might be? Um, I don't, actually. Because, I mean, the one most recently been brought out, the Warlords of Draenor, is actually they went back in time and changed time because... They wanted to stop somebody from doing the bad things. Hmm. And so I don't they, want to be they went back in time. Yeah, they went back they in went time. They went back in time. Illidan can come back, right? Maybe. I don't know, actually. I've not covered that. All I know about Warcraft lore is what, is what little my friends explain to me about the story of Illidan. Oh, right. How he got trapped in the Dark Portal. And then they were like, hey, we're going to go and kill you now because reasons. Illidan did nothing wrong. And uh, I would like to see the next expansion uh, come back and prove that. I'd like that. You know what? I love Illidan. He's like my favorite. I don't care if he's an antagonist. I don't care if I kill him on a weekly basis. I love Illidan. You know, it's actually just going to be StarCraft. You know who you, <laughs> where you can play as Illidan. <laughs> oh, is this, this plug-in? In Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> more, more, more Blizzard. Is he? Isn't he he's, free this week? He's free this week until Tuesday. <gasps> no, uh, if you start playing Heroes of the Storm, you can play as Illidan right now. And get I a wonder, free seven-day stim pack. I wonder if that's like a hint of things to come. Because Blizzard, you're doing that cross-promotion. Mm. I'm sure they'll also talk about StarCraft II stuff with more Legacy of the Void stuff there. Yeah. Um, oh, that's... I, got, that's I, have my, I have my prediction, though. Mm. Mm. It's StarCraft II stuff and World of Warcraft stuff is going to be one and the same. It's gonna That's be already crossover. Heroes of the Storm! I know, but there's going to be a crossover in World of Warcraft. I think that, that, would, Starcraft. that would just kill off a lot of players that are going to want to play Exactly! They all need to die! No, because like, shortly after they released Walls Draenor, like, they had a really bad like hit of people leaving. Like Nearly 3 million people stopped playing. And it's probably just a case of like a lot of people came back to play the new expansion and then they went again. Because mm-hmm. like, getting to level 100 was just so easy. And they still haven't even brought out the final raid yet. So I'm not sure why they're even looking at this expansion thing yet. It does feel a little soon. Yeah, it does. Especially since like the last expansion came out in November. Hmm. Other uh, game reveal news. We have uh, hints that Mafia 3 is going to be coming. 
I know Ben is a big fan of two. I am. So, I mean, hopes for Mafia 3 then, because we're likely going to see uh, this detail that games come. We know it exists. They've, you know, kind of confirmed that it's going to, to be a thing, but, you know, more news at Gamescom kind of thing. Mm. I want it to, to barely reference two a little bit, because two barely references one, but it references it just enough that it, it makes one seem like a darker story, if that mm. makes any sense. Okay. I don't know. I kind of just want more of the same with just a little bit better gameplay. Because the gameplay is not great. It's kind of just like, we want to be GTA, but they made the cops way too powerful and impossible to escape. So you, this is the only game I've ever like obeyed traffic laws in. Wow. Like I'm a very good driver in Mafia 2. That says something. Yeah, because I know what happens if you're not. You, you don't make it out. I want a little bit different of a story because the last two games had like the same story. Yeah. Of, like a, a guy doing small jobs for a crime family and then doing more, becoming a made man and then having second thoughts and then morality <laughs> comes into play spoilers not spoilers because it's every every it's just every mafia story yeah. really <laughs> yeah so I, i'm fine if they make just a third of that a third story of that but i i, I would i would love some some different stuff i'm excited getting back to the microsoft stuff mm. between the three of crackdown quantum break and yeah, scalebound which one are you most anticipating news about None of those three are like, oh man, I can't wait, go and buy an Xbox One. But like, Scalebound looks kind of cool, I guess. I'm not going to play any of those three. We don't have an Xbox One, and I don't think either of us plan on buying one, but... It certainly is the most mystery behind what its gameplay is going to be. I mean, you know, we think, you know, character action. We were almost thinking during that reveal trailer for Scalebound, it was going to be like some sort of Devil May Cry thing. So there is, you know, some intrigue as to what the gameplay will be for that. Uh, but I've been really looking forward to Quantum Break for quite some time now. And I'm interested in how they think they're going to work out this TV thing, if that's still going to be an issue. Uh, you know, the the freezing time and working around those parameters, it seems neat. Uh, you know, Remedy has a good track record. So, I mean, it keeps getting pushed back, and you got to think, like, hopefully they're making it better and they're not changing too much. So, I think I'm more interested to see Quantum Break. And, I, you know, for Crackdown, you know, Phil Spencer's really... Excited about, I guess, the nostalgia there, because I guess that was a, a favorite game of his. So seeing the gameplay is getting him excited for that, but I can't get myself too hyped up for that. Crackdown is the only one I know anything about. Mm-hmm. So I guess Crackdown. <laughs> I've, never played, I've never played a Crackdown game. I played a little bit at a friend's house was like in high school. You are the fun. agency. You get to run around and jump for the eye and do shit. Yeah. So I played the demo to Crackdown 2, and I don't think it was very, very good. Wasn't one of those like involved in Halo 3 at some time, like a beta? I think it was if you bought the first Crackdown, you'd get the Halo 3 beta. That was probably it, yeah, that sounds right. And it's pretty much the only reason anyone played that game. <laughs> pretty true. Since I don't have an Xbox One and I have no plans to buy one, I haven't been following any of these three games very closely, so I mm-hmm. don't really have any particular opinion on any of them. Yeah. I mean, EA is also probably going to have a press conference, and I'm sure they'll talk up FIFA some more, because it's a big European market. I mean, this is Oh, I hope that... they bring out Pele again. Yeah. More <laughs> interviews. <laughs> or maybe they'll, they'll talk up more about the uh, women's But you know teams. what they won't talk about? Mirror's Edge 2. Or Star Wars. Hmm. They won't well, they're talk probably, about either they're, of those. Star they're Wars, probably maybe. talking about Star Wars. Star Wars comes <laughs> out, like, 
two months from now. They Are got you it fucking back. serious? Uh, yeah, November, it comes out in October. No, November seventeenth. It comes it's out the, in no. It comes out in November, and that's all they had to show at E three. Are you fucking serious? Well, they're also holding off more for D twenty three, which is about like a couple weeks from Gamescom. But there's also Kingdom Hearts news to be found at that as well. God, I hope so. Well, we'll be talking about this news next time on our next episode. But we figured just before all the craziness breaks, we talk about you know Gamescom and what will be, and I'm sure there'll be a lot more surprises too. Because you know the bigger this show gets, the more presence it gets in the industry, and hopefully more news breaks. It's not E3. But, like, here, this is the thing. I like that Gamescom is, is getting bigger over the year. Like, each year it gets a little bit bigger. And I like that because I would like us to get to the point where E3 is not the giant thing that it is now so that we don't come out of every E3 saying, man, that was disappointing. Mm. What the fuck? Now we have to wait an entire other year to see if they improve. Right. Oh, we'll see. Announcements are afoot. Hey, Ben, let's talk about some speedruns. Let's do that. Sometimes you just, you can't just play a game. You got to play a game faster than other people usually play a game. SGDQ <laughs> happened this weekend, folks. <laughs> That's the best description I've ever. <laughs> I finally watched a lot more than I normally do because I, I don't always I don't always watch a whole lot. Well, uh, they did a whole week, ton of fun fun races. Did you guys? What 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 all did you guys catch? I think halfway through the week they did a Sonic Advance race, which that's right. is, if you know anything about speedrunning Sonic Advance, you know that's kind of a bad idea. No, oh, geez. Think about last year, Sonic Advance, Neglaria did that run, and he's not good. Um, but this year, the thing with Sonic Advance is that they time it on the in-game timer because the time bonus is so long on the score screen that if you play worse, you actually get a better time. So they don't time that by real time. That's true. But that's that's the only way to do a race. Mm. So the race just kind of ended up being who can faff about in the level the best until they got the best time. That sounds really bizarre. Yeah. It's not a game that should be raced. Let's see. I managed to catch uh, some of the Mario stuff. Uh, the Pokemon Blue Run was amazing. Mm, that was up that too was... late for my sleep schedule. Yeah. That was it. Was great. Like the guy playing was he knew how to put on a show uh, while doing it, which is probably a hundred percent needed for that because Pokemon Blue runs are a lot of menus, and menus aren't fun to watch. Was it a lot of PC manipulation? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's usually how those Pokemon runs devolve, and it's. It is interesting to watch because they'll, you know, change. They get some Pokemon, they'll change its name and do all sorts of stuff with the PC, and then it's like, oh, pop, we're at the end of the game. I was like, what the? Fuck? Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Well, it was a, it was a three hour run because it was he was getting all 151 Pokemon. Oh my goodness, wow. that was that was the uh, the goal, um, and it took about three hours, I think, if I remember correctly, and just some of the shit. How did anybody figure that out? Yeah, I actually how is. How is that a thing? It is always pretty crazy. Uh, we saw Wind Waker. Wind Waker was pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, that was I mean, pretty fun. I mean, that is a, that's a community that has you know, often been at GDQ. And for those that don't know, I mean, SGDQ is uh, Summer Games Done Quick. Mm. Uh, AGDQ, Awesome Games Done Quick. Basically, they do a week of live streaming speedruns. And they raise money for charity. The past few times it's been for... Doctors Without Borders. They've done some, you know, raising for cancer research before. Uh, uh, but basically, and, you know, we've reported on past episodes of the podcast. But uh, this year they hit 1.2 million. Uh, I think as they had done the previous HDQ run, 
So it, it first summer games to ever hit a million. Wow, yes, that's true. I mean, it happens twice a year. So you know, every six months or so, we get treated to this you know collection of, of people that are much better at video games than we are. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to think of that. It's the one game they play, the one or two games that they play, and you know, focus on. It's definitely not. Like, you know, something that I do. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, what the guy was saying, oh, I've not done this Ganon fight for the last couple weeks. And I was like, well, so what, how often do you do it, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you definitely know their tricks. I mean, you know, for Wind Waker, for example, I mean, it's it's not a... Oh, I've done the clipping through the walls thing. Yeah, it's not yeah. a game that is uncommon to GDQ. And, you know, some of the tricks are unknown, like the, the super swim. I mean, you know, you're mm-hmm. spinning around the water and then suddenly Link's going across the ocean. I mean... Yeah. Wind Waker is pretty much the coolest speed game, uh, in my opinion, because it's just four straight hours of going stupidly out of your way to do this like long, complex thing that saves you like ten seconds, mm-hmm. and then you do that eight hundred more times for the next four hours. Yeah, I mean, for this run, and I'm not sure it's, it's been a while because I think the last Wind Waker run I saw was for the HD version, which took out the Super Swim because like, there's a storage technique. Yeah. But, Very know, for, different speed game. Yeah, but for original Wind Waker, which they were playing, of course, they do Japanese text because it loads faster. You know, the text goes by quicker. Mm-hmm. They went and got the bombs first from the pirate ship. Mm-hmm. So then they were able to go back and do the forest temple, essentially. And you you don't have to worry about carrying the, those balls. You just use bombs right away. You use bombs on Kalidemos, the boss, in the, mm-hmm. the second dungeon. And then you take... All that stuff, and then you go and do Dragon Roost. It, it's like out of order, but yeah, it saves a lot of time. I think he would, had beaten Godon and Tower of Gods by the hour and a half point. It's mm. it's impressive. That's a good one to watch. What I consider to be the highlight of the week, um, not counting the Super Metroid race, which is always like the big grand finale climax of the entire week. I mean, the, the choice, su- the big choice. Oh, yeah. of course. Uh, kill the animals, save the frames. Kill all but, animals. Probably my highlight of the week was Super Mario 64 Any Percent, hmm. which yeah. um, it is amazing uh, because it was, it, I think it was very recently they just, they were able to start doing uh, Zero Star in real time. Oh. Uh, they've been able to do it tool assisted for a long time, tool assisted speedruns being where you use a program and an emulator to slow the game down and play it uh, frame by frame. Mm-hmm. And obviously in tool assisted, human reflexes don't mean anything. Uh, but recently they were they uh, have been able to start doing zero star runs in Mario 64 in real time with real human reflexes and it's still very difficult like uh, you have less than a 1% chance of pulling it off and live in front of hundreds of thousands of people he manages to pull it off and just freaks out and it is the coolest thing in the world to see that happen I'll have to go back and watch that. Gotta one. watch that one, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was nice, and he he beat the game like what fucking a full minute before <laughs> the other guy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The any percent world record for Mario sixty four is like seven minutes, I think, something like that. So a full minute for a game that quick is a, a massive amount of time. Mm. Yeah, he didn't make the record, but he he came close, I think. Three sixty, Chris M, the guy that pulled off zero star in the race. He's actually the world record holder for that mm. category. Okay. Nice. We also saw Majora's Mask 3D uh, doing that speedrun on 3DS. That was pretty neat. That was really cool. I really enjoyed that. It made me want to play it again. Mm-hmm. Very tragic middle to that run. But yeah. A couple of missteps in the middle, but very good run. I did see some of the uh, Chrono Trigger run, which made me kind of want to play Chrono Trigger again. But like, I still don't want to play Chrono Trigger again. Because like, I loved Chrono Trigger, and I would love to play it again. But it's been, it's too soon. 
Yeah. I mean, I only finished it, like, at the beginning of this year, so... Maybe whenever I get around to getting the DS version. I would love to play the DS version, honestly. Yeah. Did any of you guys see the Tetris section? No. I watched some of that after oh. the fact. I love the Grandmaster crew. They are. He didn't do invisible Tetris this year, did he? No, there's a section where you're actually invisible, where it is, it is invisible for a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. The invisible section is at the very end where it's Tetris the Grandmaster 3, and mm-hmm. to get the actual Grandmaster rank, you have to do this really hard, really complex uh, sequence of games about like playing really well but not playing too well for certain amounts of time, and then playing really, really, really well until like a timer goes down, and then playing another time section with just invisible pieces. And that doesn't show up in, in the modes they do because no, no, they wouldn't get that. Because there's there's six grandmasters in the world, <laughs> but uh, no, it was a lot of fun. They did a lot of a lot of versus stuff. They did pretty much every every mode on on three, and I I, I don't like Tetris at all, but I love to watch those guys. That uh, does sound pretty impressive, and I, I missed that one. I never watched the video, but the Crash Two run, which <laughs> we apparently were watching muted, and then yep. Ben told me about it when I oh. got back. Ooh. Oh, I heard about that when I got back. Oh, boy. Did you watch it? I watched some of it. I, I watched the Black Magic video on YouTube. I need to see that. I've gone uh, through, like, all the troubled timestamps. It's the first time that I know of that after a run, the runner was immediately banned from future GDQs and kicked out of the venue. Whoa. Damn. Yeah, it apparently got real uncomfortable. Really fast, and we didn't we didn't get any of that because we had the Crash Two run running on the fucking projector screen in your place. Yeah, and we yeah. had it muted. Right. <laughs> so this, throughout the run, this guy was uh, was making jokes about how he hated everyone in the room and was going to kill everyone and then commit suicide. Oh, uh, he was making he's making weird spastic noises throughout the whole run, and oh, then he I finishes off like he finishes off the entire run. By purposefully crashing the game and deleting the save file, like and he soft locks. It, yeah, he soft locks the game. And they're just like they like. Did you just soft lock? He's like, yes, I did. Why? Eh. And it doesn't. No, come up to- he said because I like wasting time. And then he yeah. was like, so that's crash too. Wow. And people just awkwardly like half clap. I, I mean, like yeah. the previous like AGDQ, there was like a Tomba two. Run where like the guy we had the visitor on the couch just making things very awkward. That guy actually, the guy that was talking, has been banned from speedrunning <laughs> because it it was found that he was actually cheating at Paper Mario Thousand Year Door back in May. Oh really? And wow. there and there's a great video of him streaming Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, uh, and his mom comes in to yell at him for being awake at 3 a.m. And he gets in this argument on stream with his mom about how he's wasting his life and staying up at all hours of the night and keeping everyone awake. Oh, jeez. Oh, Speedrunning has its its high moments and has its low moments. In at least one case, those are those are the same thing. Right. Imagine race. <laughs> right. Real quick, what games would we speedrun if we had the choice? Splatoon! Splatoon, Splatoon! That game is such a good speed game. Like the single player? Yes, it is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw a couple in Angry Birds. That's not, that's not a fucking video okay? The moment the moment that shows up at a GDQ I think when everyone just, <laughs> just fucking gives just up. quits. You and I talked about like Battle Block Theater, but now that I've seen the run I don't wanna do that. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, I used to play Ocarina of Time over and over and over and over again. Um, that I would have once upon a time speed ran, but... Mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time, any percent should never be at a GDQ again, because it's just too much uh, too much random elements now. It's yeah. really quick. It's so I know quick. I didn't want to take this from Ben. I didn't know if he was going to mention it, but uh, I want to learn how to speedrun Sly 1, because Ben was learning at one point. I know a few been... tricks. Yeah, he was attempting to learn. Here's my... I'd, I'd still love to learn that game. Here's my problem with speedrunning that game. The biggest skips... It's not complete random, but you need to, you you have to have a, a lot of luck just to be able to get them. Luck and random are used in weird ways in speedrunning. Do you mean like there's RNG, or do you just like need to be really really good? It's a it's a zip on both of the two giant skips that skips entire like worlds of the like chapters of the game. To do the skip, you have to kind of just shove your model in the crevice of other game of like terrain models. Mm-hmm. And you can you can just waste minutes trying to do it right, and okay, so you, you see like any speedrunner, it's just like yeah, you just kind of have to just be lucky and get it get it right. Okay, so so it's very technical then. Yeah, but it's not accurate if that makes sense. I don't think I would ever get to a point where I'd want to speedrun games. I like watching them, but I I just played too many games that I'm never. Gonna I don't spend. Have, I don't have the reflexes. I love to like <laughs> oh, speedrun games. Like I used to play Binding of Isaac professionally. Well, I say professionally. I used to play on a professional scale. Uh, a very high level. Yeah, yes. I was. Like, Cobalt used to come in and go, like, oh, cool. Mm. Um, and if anyone knows who Cobalt is, that would make more sense. <laughs> right. Cobalt's, uh, like, the main person on Twitch for Binding Lies. If I had to pick one, though, it'd probably be Sonic Adventure 2. Would you be able to beat the one-second, 20-millisecond world record in uh, Wild Canyon? Hmm, I probably would not. What? <laughs> that's actually that's actually the dumbest, most bullshit video that I've ever seen. Oh, so I, we were we were talking earlier about uh, in-game time versus real time. In my opinion, a game should never be timed in in-game time unless there's a very good reason. Like right. in Sonic Advance, the timer at the end is so long my that it, yeah. it it encourages you to play poorly. Yeah. But it's not, in Sonic Adventure, that is not true. You can skip the timer immediately. So I don't see any real reason that Sonic Adventure 2 shouldn't be uh, timed in real time. But they use in-game time, which resets when you die. So in the world record video for Wild Canyon, you see this guy find uh, the Master Emerald piece right next to him. And he clearly dies over and over and over again uh, until it's in the position right next to him because you can see his life counter dropping dramatically throughout the video. That's fucking nonsense. And then as soon as... As soon as he gets it, he glitches out to die, gets another one right next to him, dies, and then gets another one right next to him for a time of one second, 20 milliseconds. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's really bullshit. It is super bullshit. Well. Super Mario World. Ooh, that'd be a fun one, yeah. Um, Yeah, but like, that's just very well time jumps. It's skill. Mm. It's all skill, really. Mm -hmm. Unless you do nonsense. Oh. Strats like that. I want to be the Bashi. <laughs> Fuck that. Want to be the Bashi is impressive. Yeah. yeah. Lol, Litwicks, the, the Bashi runner, he is awesome. Seriously. They, uh, you Did you guys see it yeah. uh, yes. this year? Yes. Yeah, we watched it from start uh, to finish. So, this is his third consecutive Bashi run at a GDQ. And usually they avoid doing the same game two GDQs in a row. And this is the third one he's been at. That's so, so damn uh, it's yeah. very impressive. Also, he's very funny. And also, for every death that he gets... 
he donates a certain amount of money. This year, uh, it was him, uh, Ray from Achievement Hunter, and uh, the guys at the Yeti, who were sponsored of SGDQ. Mm -hmm. uh, each of them donated $30 per death, $50 per uh, death to a boss. Mm -hmm. He died 80 times. Yep. Uh, some of which were on purpose, which was really good when he was like, uh, hey, Ray, so I've only died about uh, 50 times now. You feeling mm. good there? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. You're going to be really happy in the next room when I die three times on purpose. Yeah, like, yeah it's like, just like this, but I died. Die, or it's, die, like, die, or it's like, let's make it a round number at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I think it came out to about $2,000 each donated just off of his deaths. Yeah. Damn. Uh, it was pretty incredible how it you know, skyrocketed to the end. I mean, it's over $1.2 mm -hmm. which is amazing. Because I think wow, during the uh, the Wind Waker run, which is the morning of the last day, they hit million. Well, it was like seven hundred something yeah. thousand at that point. So they really escalated. It's it always very impressive. A, a lot of that money came in from Kill the Animals versus Save the Animals, yeah. Yeah. which by itself brought in three hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Yep. Yep. That's really good. So, what game would you speedrun if you if you had the time and energy to devote to that? Let us know. Dark. Where the news? Where the news? Where the news? Where the smash? It's on. It's on this outline here. I think that's where the news is. I just smash read the script, Bros. right? Super Smash, smash Brothers. Bros. Super really... Smash Brothers. You're not supposed to reveal that everything in this show is scripted. <laughs> Every single word. Even the burps. Look, look Doba orgasm. turns to Doba. All you need to know is that we have this planned out very well in advance. It turns back to computer. Now, <laughs> Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS had some brand new DLC come out on July 31st. Uh, some of it paid, some of it free. I'm going to start with the paid stuff because that's the stuff that I actually like. We started out... Uh, with two stages that were announced uh, back at E3. That was Peach's Castle 64 and Hyrule Castle 64. Two stages from the Nintendo 64 version that are really, really good. I hate Peach's Castle 64. I love Peach's Castle. I hate <laughs> you hate I it because I beat you on it at the anniversary. <laughs> I hated it before that, but it didn't help. Well, they've made Peach's Castle 64 better by making it so you can grab on the moving platform as ledges. Well, that they... fixed it. Did they get rid of the bumper? Probably not. No, they did not get rid of the bumper. Of course like, they didn't. Those stages are awesome. And uh, what I actually think they repainted the backgrounds. Because they were, they were like a, a big static image on the 64 version. And there are some differences in like placement of things. So I think they repainted those from scratch. And it looks really good seeing these stages in, uh, in HD, even though they still have like old-style textures and everything. Hyrule Castle still has uh, the tornado. Oh, God, uh, the tornado. All you need, which also uh, has redrawn graphics. There was also uh, a, bit of, a bit of a deal with some Mii Fighter costumes, also known as Mr. Sakurai's Wild Ride Never Ends. As in the, the sorry, this won't be a choice on the ballot. <laughs> sorry, fans of King K. Rule, uh, but <sighs> he is now a Mii Fighter costume. Crom is a Mii Fighter costume, which a lot of people, you know, we've made our peace with Crom not being in Smash Brothers. Um, we made but fun also of Crom for not being in Smash Brothers. <laughs> but yeah, in addition to people being very upset about uh, King K. Rule, there's also Lloyd Irving from Tales of Symphonia. Mm -hmm. Personally, I don't really think that Tales belongs in Smash Brothers. It's one of my favorite franchises of all time, but it had one game that Nintendo fans really liked that was on the GameCube, and then the rest of the series is off Nintendo. Oh, don't forget the Smash Brothers hoodie. 
The Smash Brothers hoodie, of course. Also, the Black Knight from Fire Emblem Ooh. Path of Radiance. That's right. My favorite thing about the Black Knight helmet from Path of Radiance was uh, somebody, I think it was Drac, tweeted like, so this helmet is really tiny, and he posted a gif of him putting it on, and the head shrinks like a full <laughs> three inches. <laughs> like, it gets um, so small in this helmet. Speaking of Lloyd Irving and the Black Knight, though, uh, there's also some balance changes, and now me, Swordfighter, has an infinite combo. Yeah. Oh, good. So Lloyd Irving is broken. Those are the paid bits of the up- update. Those are very nice and good. Very happy with those. And that being said, I do agree with people that have said that just because King Karul is a uh, me costume doesn't mean his chances are killed. I think it lessens his chance, and like, if he's not in the game, I love King Karul. F- who fucking cares? I'm more worried about King Karul being in the new Donkey Kong, in the next Donkey Kong game than I am about King Karul being in Smash. Well, Sakurai has said now that, uh, you know, everything we have out right now, we planned that before we announced the ballot. And now, yeah. what we do going forward is going to be based on that ballot, which we're not going to see anything from that ballot for a long time because the ballot itself doesn't close until September. I thought yeah. it was October. So, yeah, I thought it closed in October. October. Sorry, even further. People yeah. are saying, yeah. people are saying, like you know, things we're getting now are based on the ballot, and I don't think that's true at no, all. It's I don't, right. I don't think so. At I all. don't actually believe the ballot means anything. I think it's just smoke and mirrors. But if it does mean something, it doesn't mean anything now. Right. So King K. Rule, if they care about the ballot, they might have planned that outfit back in November, and then they'll say, okay, time to bring them out because hmm. they revealed Meta Knight's me costume before Meta Knight. So, yeah, right. A lot of the characters with any type of accessory that are in the game now have Mii Fighter costumes. Like, you can get Samus' helmet. You can get Luigi's hat. God damn it, I was really hoping Samus would be in the next Smash Brothers. (laughs) Guess that's not happening. Damn. But yeah, overall, the the paid stuff I'm very happy with. It's the free stuff that we've got a bit of a problem with. Mm. The long-awaited tournament mode has come to Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. And first of all, we discovered very suddenly that it is online only. Yeah. Uh, there is no offline tournament mode whatsoever. Which is a shame, because when I was a noob back in the Melee days, like I loved playing tournament mode against CPUs. Well, we, have, we can't do an Amiibo tournament now. Yeah. Like That was, that was oh, part God. of why it was so exciting. Oh, the Amiibo true. tournaments were going to be the greatest. Oh, fuck, you're right. But unfortunately, none of that. No, just putting it on and making it a screensaver on your TV for a while while you do other things. But also, there are two types of tournaments. In the 50 Facts video, they were referred to as tourneys and tournaments separately, which is really stupid. Yeah, it's pretty now, dumb. Yeah. Now they're referred to as tourneys and regular tourneys. Oh. <laughs> so, damn it. tourneys work very similar to the tournaments in Mario Kart 8. They are very customizable. You can choose whether there's items on. You can choose which items are on. You can choose which stages are on. You can choose what kinds of battles they are, whether they're time, whether they're stock, how many stock, how much time. Very customizable, except, and I have to apologize to one of our friends, Zycor, because I kind of made fun of him a little for this when it turns out I was in the wrong, so I guess I'm the asshole. You can only play free-for-alls. You cannot play 1v1s in tourneys. How do they do that? You have all of these customizable options. Literally everything else is customizable. But no option whatsoever for anything but free-for-alls. In fact, if you don't have a full four players for the free-for-all, it sits in the lobby and just waits. And how are those wait times? Oh, we'll get to that. (laughs) Oh, we'll get to that. 
the tourneys as they are, player made tourneys, this mode, which is similar to the Mario Kart 8 tourneys, once again, I don't think with the, you know, aside from allowing for 1v1s, I don't think those could be any better. They're pretty functional as they are. Maybe if you could restrict characters, because I'm in a Little Mac only tournament, which is really fun until you get the one asshole that comes in with Lucas. But that mode, I think, it's not great, but there's no other, there's no way you could have made it better. Mm. Regular tourneys. This is where things start to really go to shit. Regular tourneys are bracket tournaments, like in uh, Smash Bros. Melee and Smash Bros. Brawl, but these can only be made by Nintendo. You cannot make a regular tourney. And a regular tourney starts at a specific time, and it is made about an hour in advance. So once that regular tourney is full, so say it has a cap of 32 players, once it has 32 players, it does not start until it's start time. You're able to leave at any point in between there to free up some space for someone else when you decide, fuck this. But the regular tourneys, you have to wait the entire time. And since 1v1s and For Glory fill up very, very fast, if you want to play 1v1 For Glory, no items, then you have to wait 40 minutes at the least. The least I've waited for one of those tourneys is uh, 15 minutes in the middle of the night at like 2 a.m. Oh, God. So you play one of those, you're out in the first round in less than a minute, and then you're back to waiting for the next one for 40 minutes. And it gets even better with the way that they handle some of their rules. The 1v1 for glory tourneys are three-minute matches. They do not go to sudden death. So if you go to a timeout, then it chooses whoever dealt the most damage. Mm. We think. We don't actually know. That's just what it kind of looks like right now. Now, this is something that I have not been able to confirm, but I have heard this. If a match goes to a timeout, no matter what happens, both players are kicked from the tournament. I cannot confirm that because I have not been to a timeout myself. But someone has said that when they timed out, they were the winner, and then they received a message saying that you were kicked from the tournament due to a timeout. Wow. That's, that's bad. Dear. Now, this one, this one I can confirm. If someone gets a connection error, uh, and this, is, this includes in the four-player free-for-all tourneys, if one person gets to a, a connection error, all four people are kicked out of the tournament. Oh, oh wow. God. That's bad. Nintendo doing internet so right They were doing so well for a little bit. I know. And I then mean, you get to wait another 40 minutes. I mean, the good thing, I guess, with this is, like, with patches, things like this can be fixed if enough of a stink is raised. But they don't provide the biggest confidence when this is their first outing. And then, like, they were saying that this this update was going to be coming in August. And it's like, oh, July 31st. Oh, we, we got it ready for you. And, like, this is what it is? That's, that's like, ridiculous. Here's the thing. There's no reason for them to fuck it up that much. They know how competitive Smash works. Yep. They now, sponsored Evo. But is it competitive Smash for the hardcore? Or is it what they're but trying they to be competitive for so all? That, they could have said it so that both could have been done. You know, like tourneys and tournaments. <laughs> oh, it um, wouldn't have been hard at all. Another oddity. Uh, this is, this is kind of weird. So you can finally play as your Mii Fighters online. Uh, they are not, they're not made to be generic default Mii's. Whatever Mii Fighter you're playing is broadcast to all the other players exactly as you see it. Only in tournaments. 
That is unusual. You still cannot play as me fighters in with anyone. Yeah. Which is really bizarre because what's the difference between with anyone and tournament <laughs> mode? That's some pretty ass backwards thinking. There's no like it's not generic default me's. There's no censorship. What is the difference? Honestly, I don't understand. Hmm. So I mean, it was an interesting update. That's for sure. Yeah, I liked the stages and the inclusion of that. I don't um, think they KK slider outfit now. Got the free KK slider outfit. That's right. Yeah, that was interesting to see. I mean, she got nerfed. I guess people are mad that Luigi got buffed, and then I saw a tweet from some... I don't remember who it was, but he was like, yeah, I went to Japan and played Smash 4 with them, and they think Luigi's bad, and then they showed me why, because they annihilated me. And <laughs> everybody over here is like, Luigi's overpowered! And so... We're just bad. That's starting to get better, but we don't get to hear about Japan's scene as much, mm-hmm. which sucks a lot, because they that scene sort of develops... Apart from the Western scene of, like, European players and American players and all that. And so they have, like, differences like that between the two scenes. And that's why it's always so much fun to see, like, Amsa or somebody come and fight. Because he's not from... Well, now he is, but he wasn't from our scene. Greninja was buffed. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Why is everybody so worried about Greninja with every patch? Because literally, until the very last patch, Greninja was nerfed in every single patch. <laughs> I think it was the same thing with Diddy Kong, too. I think Diddy got some buffs after being nerfed <laughs> for so long. So, well, on that note, that was the Smash Brothers update. We do like talking about Smash Brothers. Originally, a Smash Brothers podcast, and we do play it a whole lot. We even have a Smash Brothers gauntlet. On. Which I'll never watch ever again. <laughs> because I make the weirdest faces when I'm playing Smash. And I had no idea I was doing it. My face was twitching all over the place. I think, I think oh, everyone I'm, does. Uh, I make weird faces just existing, so you're fine. <laughs> I, I watched it. Like, when you were you were asleep and I couldn't get to sleep, so I thought, oh, I'll watch the, the gauntlet. So I'm like, what, 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 what am I doing with my face? YouTube.com slash SMY Network if you want to see what Rachel's talking about. But you mostly want to see the matches. They were fun. You want to see what I'm doing with my face. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that bombshell. Joe! So, we got some remake teases this week. Uh, and by remake teases, we mean that neither of these are confirmed. It's definitely in the rumor uh, sphere. Yeah, neither of these are confirmed at all. But they are things. So, first off... With the greatest timing for Ben and I, the Distant Worlds uh, mm-hmm. concert tour, which is just Final Fantasy music, was going on in Pittsburgh, and apparently at some point, the conductor turned around and said, Oh, uh, Final Fantasy XII is getting a remake. He was talking about the Final Fantasy VII remake, which is confirmed that we know is happening, obviously, and then said, Yeah, Final Fantasy XII is getting a remake, too. I would, I would actually be okay with that, because... So- Final Fantasy XII was meant to originally be on one of the uh, the higher consoles originally, which is why the cutscenes look amazing, and then the actual in-game looks like shit compared yeah. to it. Really to, which, really to which everybody in the crowd went, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, so none of this is confirmed. Square has said nothing about this. A lot of the theory is that it's not actually being remade, it's just being... HD remastered like 10 and yeah mm. that's likely what it is but I doubt it's a full remake but I the verbiage gets all confused these days to be yeah. honest 
Well, I don't think 12 has the fan base it would need to get a remake quite the same way that 7 oh, has the not. fan base. Uh, in fact, Ben tells me that a lot of people really hate 12. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're going to get to that point where like, a few years from now, people will be like, yeah, 12 was actually really good. Cause revisionist was, history, yes. yeah. Yeah, it's, it, like, it's like Zelda. It's like, no, this one sucked. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's the best one. <laughs> we're, we're let's playing it right now, and it's not bad. Yeah, oh, I mean, I played it back in the day, and I, I nearly completed it. I got stuck on the final boss, admittedly. It's a long one. So, hmm. I don't know anything about most Final Fantasy games, but I know the least about 12. Like, okay. <laughs> until, until, like, literally when you guys started your 12 Let's Play, I thought 12 was a failed MMO. Uh, no, uh, let's, 11 is the failed MMO. Yeah, 11 is the failed MMO. Oh, shit. Ele- there is an 11. There is yeah. an 11. Mm-hmm. I, I guess logically, yeah. It comes after 10, and then there's a 12. <laughs> <laughs> Counting is hard. <laughs> at, at, until this moment in my life, I didn't consciously become aware that there was a Final Fantasy 11. Oh, my God. Darkly, the only thing you need to know for 12 is that you're Captain Bosch. Of Damasca. Yes. Don't, don't believe Ondor's lies. Yeah, don't uh, believe Ondor's lies. No, the best thing about Final Fantasy XII, as Ben knew the history a little bit when we started, so he got to explain to me about how and why this game is such a black sheep in the series, which is uh, it's made by the Tactics guy. Oh. It was it was directed by the guy who did Final Fantasy Tactics, so it takes place in the Final Fantasy Tactics universe. Yeah, it's an, ev- it's an Ivalice. And uh, <laughs> I guess Balthier was originally supposed to be the main character, but they looked at him and said, you know, we need a young character to really attach to the kids. So Vaughn was created. Vaughn sucks. Vaughn is so bad. It's Vaughn and Pinello. Vaughn and Pinello. Vaughn doesn't belong there. Pinello belongs there even less. Oh my god, revolution! (laughs) Revolution. Pinello and her fucking weird pants that stop and then keep (laughs) going. She just has like stumpy legs. Yeah. So, 12 might be getting a remake, or an HD remaster, or a remake. If it's a remake, fuck. Damn. I'd Oops. like them to do that. Like, they don't have to remake the cutscenes. The cutscenes are very pretty. It's just mm. the in-game stuff, really. Mm. I, I am I more, say it's just the in-game stuff. <laughs> I'm more convinced it's going to get a, a remaster. More than likely. Yeah, for how successful 10 was. On yeah, the the, that's, yeah, that's the big reason, I think, is because for some reason, I guess after 10 and 10 2 were very popular in the HD remaster, um... People have started making a big thing about they want a Final Fantasy twelve remaster now. I don't know where that came from, but it's a thing. They want to that... see Fran's boobies in more definition. God, those bunny ears. I you know what? Love Fran. Oh, Fran's the best. I fucking love her. She's like the original one I ever wanted to cosplay, and I will never cosplay as her because she is too tall and thin, and I'm too short and stumpy. Is she your spirit animal? She's my. Oh. She's my fucking spirit animal. I love her. The other one is uh, one that, if it happens, this is a remake that people have wanted for years, since the GameCube era, and that is a remake of Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 1 has, to this day, been the only one remade, I believe. It was remade for the GameCube and is largely considered one of the best uh, survival horror games, if not one of the best games ever made. I have never played it. I have. I think I, I p- tried to emulate it at one point. I mean, play it super legally. And uh, I died in the first zombie. It's hard. <laughs> I'm really bad at it. I'd like to play, I really want to play uh, RE Make, as it is affectionately referred to. But ever since then, people have said, so when's the Resident Evil 2 remake? Because they really want that. 
The Resident Evil 2 remake a... would be fantastic because Resident Evil 2 is like, it became a bit scarier in my opinion. I, I'm told that Resident Evil 2, when it comes to the original trilogy, is the best of the three. Mm. It is very, very good. It is I, much better than 3. Nemesis has a lot of fans as well. But oh, Nemesis just fucking just scares me. He but, really does. Like, even though you can't tell a face from an ass on PS1 graphics, like, I remember playing Nemesis. I've, I've played Resident Evil games since I was a little kid. And he would just, like, appear out of nowhere for no reason. And you just had to fucking run unless you were using cheats. Stars. Yeah, that. I'm watching a Let's Play of uh, Resident Evil 3 right now. The two best friends play are doing Resident Evil 3 Nemesis right now. You oh, jeez. That out. They're, they're fun to watch, and their thing is that Pat's really bad at the game because he hasn't played it in seven years. <laughs> so... Uh, I used to be able to kill Nemesis when I first Oh, he's killed it. Nemesis twice already. Yeah, I used to be able to do that. It's possible, it's just hard. Um, yeah. But Resident Evil 2, people have wanted it for years. It's never happened. And now, apparently, there was some post on Facebook or something where they were talking about how they were turning in a pitch for it. So, it could happen now. Mm. And if it good. does, that'd be awesome. Because I've seen small parts of Resident Evil 2 and it would look awesome remade. It really would. I mean, Resident Evil has to go back to the whole it's a scary game that makes you jump game, not a, okay, this is like, you know, this is action and stuff. Like, no, yeah, it used to be like, you used to be able to shit your pants playing games like that. Which I that's think Capcom was learning. That's mm. the only problem I think will be, will happen though, is that it's the same argument with uh, Final Fantasy 7. Where, oh man, yeah, they're finally remaking Final Fantasy 7. Oh god, no, Square Enix is remaking Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. I can't wait to see him in Lace Panties in HD. And this is like, modern Capcom is remaking Resident Evil 2. At first, that sounds great. And then you realize that you just said, modern Capcom is remaking Resident Evil 2. And they're only really doing it because they saw how financially successful the... The RE Make Remaster. <laughs> we call that Remake Remake. Yeah. <laughs> remake Remaster. Which is my favorite name for it ever. Because fucking... What else were they going to call it? They already refer to it as Remake. And <laughs> so if they remade it in that way, if they didn't mess with anything, just graphics, yeah. that's all they need to change. Yes. Maybe voice acting, but don't fix the voice acting because... Yeah. Old Resident Evil voice acting is just the gift that keeps on giving. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was just fantastically bad, and it was amazing. If, yeah, if you've never, if you've never watched any of like old Resident Evil games, watch them. Listen to the goddamn voice acting because it's so bad that it makes full circle and just becomes amazing. I agree wholeheartedly. Jill I really Sandwich. Yeah, yes, indeed, Jill Sandwich. But that's Apparently, the only one that people seem to recognize. Like. Apparently, you play as as Barry in uh, Revelations 2, oh, and geez. they make multiple references to Jill Sandwich. <laughs> they changed the line when they remade the game. I was so sad. It's not Jill Sandwich in the in the remake again? No, he, he says you're almost small enough to fit in a sandwich. Damn it. Jill yeah, Sandwich is it. such a good line. I know. I mm. missed it. Like, when, I, when I played the remake first off, because I've completed the, the first games and the remakes, Besides Zero, actually, because fuck. You will have to help me then, because that's, that's another survival horror series I want to get into. They did change of... a few things around, actually, in that game. They added extra things, and I was like, this wasn't in the original, but you know what? I can dig it, that's fine. But there are some things which are just sort of like, this is just so fucking convoluted. This doesn't need to be in here. Why do I need to now burn zombies or just explode their heads? So I... what would be the remakes that are still out there 
not to encourage a remake or remaster culture at all, but what would be the ones that we would like to see? Remakes or HD remasters? Or both? Uh, both. Sure, why not? I want Twilight Princess to be put into the 3DS, please. That'd be cool. Mm. Uh, that, that's a rumor floating out there for a while, but that'd mm-hmm. be really nice. And especially when... We're talking about good of... games here, thank you. Oh, well... Get Sorry, I, have, but... <laughs> I don't think Twilight Princess is a bad game. I just have a grudge against it. Uh, but, you know... When you have a new 3DS and you only have one game that is required for it, if you make Two, another game... Like, Binding of Isaac is technically new 3DS, isn't it? Oh, that's true. Binding of Isaac is on is. 3DS is buggy as fuck. It is still really glitchy, yeah. It's not good. It needs patching. It mm. really does. I just had the fun idea. Mm. Red and blue, but on the Wii U. That'd be interesting. First person Pokemon catching. you got to change some things because Gen 1 is uh, outdated and really badly. Don't care. Rap spam. Well, I mean, obviously they would update that because I mean they've already remade Gen One at one point. But like, so. think about it—you're in first person in Pokemon instead of like just having like wild encounters in the tall grass. You have to see the Pokemon you want to go catch in the tall grass. And then you press a button, and it becomes Pokemon Snap Two. I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. We'll take pictures as well. I would absolutely adore to see a remake of Donkey Kong sixty four with. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns slash Tropical Freeze style graphics. That would be very, very cool. I don't mean, like, play like those games. I just mean the style, the art style that they use. I would mm. love to see that turned into Donkey Kong 64. Mm. Like, a full uh. remake of that. I've wanted an HD remaster pack of uh, all the Katamari games for a while. Huh. Like, just cool. a place where they're all in one place. That would be great. I would adore that. That's really the only PS2 game I have left that I'm like, oh, I really want a remaster of that because I've gotten all my others. All the Kingdom Hearts games have been remastered. All the Sly games have been remastered. I don't have anything else. I want a remake of Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War in the same vein as the remake of Mystery of the Emblem. I have to say Mystery of the Emblem and not Shadow Dragon because Shadow Dragon was terrible and mis- and the remake of Mystery of the Emblem doesn't didn't come to America. Hmm. But Genealogy of the Holy War is like my favorite Fire Emblem game that I've never played. It was Japan only. It was before um, Marth and Roy were in Smash Brothers. So most of the American Fire Emblem audience isn't familiar with that game. And like just from reading through it, it's the one that I want to play the most. But the fan translation isn't all that great. It's not great. No, it's not great at all. So if I could get like a real official version of Genealogy of the Holy War that I could get my hands on, then that's it. I'm good. I want essentially what's happened to a lot of Pokemon games. I, I want uh, an HD remaster of the Oracle games. Ooh. I've been saying that for a long Ooh. time. That'd be interesting. Specifically, you just want Oracle of Ages. Oracle of Ages, but remake Seasons. I'll I'll play Seasons again. Put it on Um, and then make the the third uh, one. Put it on Link Between Worlds engine. I played that. Make the third one that never. Make the third one that never happened. Yeah, make secrets. Yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, have have secrets as DLC. But uh, also make it like Fire Emblem Fates. There you go. (laughs) In in the exact same same fashion, I'd love Tactics Advance to get remade. Mm. I just want to be able to play it without using my DS Lite. Does it count to say I would like Pokemon Stadium? But, like, an actual Pokemon Stadium game, not this fucking Battle Revolution shit? Well, it's even been a long time since we've had the Battle Revolution. Like yeah, that kind I just of want, game rental, I want rental Pokemon to come back. I want rental Pokemon to come back, and I want them to be super in-depth, but I know they wouldn't do that because the reason rental Pokemon weren't in-depth was because they needed it to promote buying gold and silver. Mm-hmm. 
And if you could well, just get whatever Pokemon you want with with whatever moves you want, what would be the point to no connecting gold and silver? Yeah, I just had an idea to put on top of my first person Pokemon Red Blue game. Is the trainer will be linked to an amiibo. So, like, you want to play as Captain Falcon? You better have the amiibo. Okay, Captain Falcon just called a Bulbasaur. So I was thinking oh, about you're talking rental Pokemon. I mean, no, no, that I, was is, saying, I was thinking like trainer wise, man. Each amiibo gets one random rental Pokemon. Oh yeah. my god, no, people would die. <laughs> or the uh, the Pokemon amiibo cards that we we think are entirely going to happen next year. Mm. Those are basically confirmed with if you data mine uh, the amiibo. They each have uh, a unique ID, which is how the game reads which amiibo it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, somewhere in between them, uh, right around where Pikachu and Charizard and all them are, there are 800 free slots that yes. are unused. And all the Pokemon are matched with their national dex number. So yep. you got to think it's going to happen, especially with the Animal Crossing cards and how many they have. They have a lot of Animal Crossing cards. I think it lasts for like 400 really? or something like Jesus. that. Surprise. So, like, Pokemon is entirely going to happen on the card front next year, I think. Mm. So, yeah, watch out for that. I will never buy a single one of those because I know I'll get in too deep. That will yeah, I mean, I've already seen it happen with the Smash Amiibos. And the Amiibo cards, cards, the cards will be cheaper, so... (laughs) And booster packs, it's going to be that Pokemon card magic for a whole new generation. Oh, boy. Oh, God. We saw, like, two kids play with Pokemon cards when we went out shopping today. We did. (laughs) I would would actually start playing the Pokemon trading card game if they put NFC chips in to import them to a video game version. Because NFC chips are cheap as hell. Yeah. It's it's the plastic figures that are are the expensive part. So if you put NFC chips into all of the Pokemon trading card game, and then transfer that over to a video game version that you can play online. That is that is the remake of po- Pokemon the Trading Card Game for Game Boy that I want. Absolutely. What would you want to see remade? What do you want to see remastered? And are you hoping that this Final Fantasy XII and Resident Evil 2 thing is an actual thing? Because I kind of do for both of them. Let's get to more headlines. Windows 10, new operating system for Microsoft, has been released. Though I personally, we have uh, we have two computers that we had the reservation all set for, ready to go, and has not been delivered to us yet. And it's been five days. Hey, don't look at me. My laptop's already got it. Uh, yours, yours does. And man, how great for you guys! My laptop refuses to update to Windows 8.1. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have this computer that I'm recording the podcast on right now, and I, I got the uh, Windows 10 Get Windows 10 app prompt finally but just for it to tell me that like oh your your cpu is not approved my laptop broke like literally the last day i had it was the sunday that i was at you guys house Uh, and it it now the uh the circuit for the power button is broken and we don't expect the replacement part to be in for like two weeks if it works at all so i'm i'm using a work laptop right now that's terrible oh jeez I guess the word right now on Windows 10 is that like it's it works pretty well. You know, there are good new features. I mean, Cortana seems to work well. Edge, their new browser, is you know stripped down, but it runs really quickly. Uh, but there are certain bugs here and there, so it might be one that like I might want to like wait a month. Well, I mean, so certain, it's a, I mean, so it's a bugs. typical software launch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bugs are bugs are to be expected on a, a launch like this. But from what I hear, Windows 10 is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. There's I mean, one thing that people need to be mindful of. Uh, I work in computer repair, so uh, this was in uh, the, f- the Facebook chat for my work. Uh, what it is is malware.txt, and it's an exe file. So it by default, Windows 10 does not show what's called doubled extensions. So malware.txt is the name of that file, but it's actually an exe file. So just be, be really careful when you download things. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Dragon Quest XI was announced, and there was like a, a logo that was there a few days before the announce event, and they said it's going to be for PlayStation 4, it's going to be for Nintendo 3DS, and they're looking to also bring it to NX, the next Nintendo was, platform. I think that was kind of an, a misinterpretation. Hmm. They clarified later that uh, they don't have any concrete plans, and nothing's actually in motion to put it on NX, but... When the NX comes out, they will be open to porting to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, along with Dragon Quest X, which is the MMO sort of game that never really entirely took off. Uh, and they also are, you know, said, it's, oh, it's for Japan, and we have plans to eventually bring it to the West, but we'll see what happens when we get there. Uh, it seems to have this interesting little opening sequence, especially on 3DS, where the top screen is going to be the more modern graphics that they're going to use, whereas the bottom screen is more in the traditional top-down 2D, almost like Dragon Warrior kind of style graphics, and you play like the opening section split like that, and then after a certain point, you pick like how you want to play the rest of the game, which sounds pretty interesting. That sounds rad as hell. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, I'm not too deep into the Dragon Quest series. I know some are, but it's it's a big game, and not many games are talking about what they might do with Nintendo NX, especially if the reports are true and they start manufacturing in the middle of next year for a late summer, early fall release next year. So we'll, we'll see as you know these, these games develop more and time passes and what happens with NX and what it's actually going to be called. But to see a company talk about it with one of their future upcoming games, that's, that's a first. Mm. We thought Silent Hills was dead, and yes, it is dead. But maybe the dream of Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro is still alive as they work together on some future project. I mean, they were shown photographed at del Toro's house or his casa. Maybe he's just like trolling the world like, yeah, we're together. (laughs) But fuck you, we're not doing anything. We're just chilling out. (laughs) I think they have a a big mutual respect for each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're really, really good friends. Mm. Like, before Silent Hills got taken down, Del Toro went on record saying, like, I'm so excited to be working with Kojima. He's so cool. He's such a cool guy. And, I mean, I can't wait. And then this happened. Uh, guys, just make exactly what you were going to make with Silent Hills. But don't call it Silent Hills. That's all you need to do. Call it Silent Tills. Yeah. Call it P-S-I Silent. Konami. Do you call it, like, Loud Mountains? Loud... Loud Mountains. I like Loud Valley the best. That's my favorite oh, name yeah. that we came <laughs> up with over the weekend. Yeah. Screaming Valleys. Screaming Valleys. Oh, my That's God. It. That's it. Screaming you got valleys. it. Screaming Valleys. There you All go. Right. That one's free, guys. But the yeah. next That's one. Like, next one's going to cost you. That's such a that's such a ukulele mighty number nine. Yeah, so it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's exciting, though. I mean, it's, it's nice to see that because obviously... Kojima is going to be ending his run with Konami once Phantom Pain comes out in less than a month. 
Holy I need to finish shit. four and play Peace Walker. Oh my god, that that is hype. Thank but you. obviously, he'll be finishing his run there. Uh, you know, he can work on a future project. And people are gonna say like, you gotta be careful because they still gotta get their money, and they gotta get a. No publisher on earth is gonna turn down whatever project these two decide Seriously. to do. Well, um, they would be. Fucking crazy to do that. It'll be a bidding war, honestly. Kojima, Kojima makes really expensive games, so I don't know if that's totally true. Well, it was almost a story that we put in this week. I mean, because we didn't want to continue the whole fuck Konami saga, but there were reports, you know, secondhand, be it. But you know, it might be the closest we get for a long time. That the reason for the Kojima and Konami split is that you know Konami thought you know Kojima was taking too long with the game; he was being too expensive. But then on Kojima's side of things, that he wasn't going to be paid for any of the game royalties, regardless of how well the game did. Just going to be a flat salary, regardless. So mm. it might be a money thing if you know rumors are to be believed. Uh, but gosh, yeah, that's a, such a messy situation. Though the prospect of these two creators working on something as amazing as PT was, as we got to play. Last weekend for our anniversary, uh, that yeah, was pretty much shit out of pants. That was remarkable. Well, you I didn't was, actually. You were I, okay. I, I jumped and then I was laughing because everyone was freaking. The fuck I out. I ran away. I went upstairs. You did because you, you know, we were getting married the next morning. I know. I was like, I don't want nightmares the night before we get married. <laughs> fuck this shit. I went upstairs yeah. and I played Mario Kart. Here's, here's all I want. I want them to make a horror game. I want them to basically get Norman Reedus back on the project still because they totally could. The reason Norman Reedus was connected to Silent Hills and PT was because he's a really, really good friend of Guillermo del Toro. And del Toro is the one that got him. Del Toro is very good making friends. He could very well still be attached to the project. That can't be said for sure because he probably would cost a lot of money. And, I mean, I think any publisher would jump at the chance to to work with these two, but I think Dark's right is that Kojima likes his expensive games. But I feel like not having a big company like Konami behind him could help him learn to make cheaper games. But then again, for all we fucking know, EA could jump in on this shit. That's what I was saying. It and would not surprise me. Like, they I'd don't have they any didn't. shortage of money. Microsoft has talked about how they would have loved to grab PT and Silent Hills for themselves. They could go for this. Like, Activision, there's a million maybe. possibilities oh, yeah. for where this could go. Yeah, it's it's entirely possible. It'll be exciting to see. And then in a bit of downer news, the feature on Wii U that hardly anyone really used, uh, Nintendo TV, is shutting down in the coming weeks on oh, August no. 11th. Oh, no. Because think- Nintendo wanted to get on that TV money and have your gamepad work like a remote for your set-top box and... Just, I think it, I like went on a rant about this when we were streaming uh, yeah. over the weekend. Uh, TV used to be really cool because you used to be able to plug in your favorite shows and then uh, it would tell you, oh, this one's coming up at this time and then this one's coming up at this time. And you could basically use it as a neat little way to navigate what you're going to watch for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And then they decided, hey, let's make it have no functionality whatsoever. I'm not surprised or upset that it's going away because... Because it literally does nothing right now. But guys, why do you need a Nintendo TV where you can have Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll for <laughs> six ninety five a month. Holy shit! It is on Wii U. <laughs> it is on Wii U. So. Yeah, I think I think honestly, since Wii U has like Hulu and Netflix and all mm-hmm. that, I think TV uh, might be a little obsolete, anyways. So 
Look, TV's dying, all right? <laughs> As an industry, gone. yes. Yes. We've been playing some games. But, you know, also, uh, the, the last week, there are a lot of games that we played under the eight years of SMYN banner for the podcast's eighth anniversary. That I mean, was pretty good. So many different games. Uh, gosh, whether it was Frog Fractions 2... We did also play Frog Fractions too. At that the is true. We found it. <laughs> oh Jesus! As we mentioned before, some PT that was great. Yeah, there were sports friends involved. I think the Jackbox Party Pack was really good to try out. Mm-hmm. And uh, then like I, some people who were actually like watching us were joining in as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fun. So lots of games. Uh, you know, at YouTube.com/smynetwork, we have a playlist for eight years of SMYN. If you want to catch the different highlights. I highly encourage that. It was a lot of fun, and thank you for everyone that tuned in. Really do appreciate that. But Ben, in particular, what have you been playing? Video games. Yay. <laughs> Still playing Heroes of the Storm. You and me both, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> you're finally playing again more often. Yeah, well, I, I took a little bit of a break for a while, but I'm back. We got another good insult in last time. <laughs> I think I talked about it last SMYN. That's right. Uh, no, you, you talked about pr- uh, plenty of good insults, but this one guy, he, uh, he he got so mad at us that he left in the middle of a game and he didn't realize <laughs> that he, <laughs> he, was, he didn't realize the game as a thing where if you leave in the middle of the game, you can't join another one until that game's over. So he ends up <laughs> just coming back. They just pulled him back in and we're like, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, dickbag. Okay, uh, just... Just because last last time you talked about like horrible people and here's the story, I just want to tell this real quick story about this guy. Back before you even played Ben, this was in like March. Me and my roommate and uh, my other friend, we'd been playing for a while then, and we 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 ran into this guy who was playing Asmodan, and he was a really shitty Asmodan. He wasn't doing anything but just Asmodan has this thing. You, when you kill enough minions, you get more powerful. So he was doing nothing but that. He was not contributing to the team at all. And we were telling this guy, like, you know, dude, you're not playing Asmodan right. You got to get in here and help us. And he's like, fuck you guys. I've I've played 1,000 games with Asmodan. I know what I'm doing. And we were like, this guy's got to be joking. Because 1,000 games with Asmodan with an hour of 25 minutes per game is 17 straight days as Asmodan. <laughs> 17 full straight days. So this guy has to be lying. And then after the game, we looked at his profile. And sure enough, he had played 936 games with Asmodan. Oh, wow. Did, did, like, any other heroes on his account come close to Yes! That? He had played 600 games with Zagara. Oh, Jesus shit. Christ. And yet you're still playing like shit? And he's still playing like shit. Oh, jeez. That <laughs> that's a good use of time. To, like, give you guys a frame of reference for how many games a thousand is, I've played maybe 500 games of Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> wow. wow. And for as much as you talked about on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still playing Heroes uh playing Super Mario World still, kind of, like this last week I've been looking into certain routes for speedrunning, and I'm not sure if I want to give it a shot or not. At the very least, I want to be able to play it quickly for whenever we do our Mario marathon, because it's probably going to be me me and our friend Kyle. 100%. It's going to be it's gonna be you two, maybe Joe Bush. Joe Bush might chime in, but I'm also going to make you and Joe Bush play some Mario hacks. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> we were seeing some videos of... Uh... Some Mario hacks on yeah. uh, Vine Sauce the oh, other day. Oh jeez, then like the, the Mario. And I, I was thinking, I was thinking, Jared, like Ben's probably played some of these. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a good. Ch- Here's the thing: I can't get like I need to find a new a new ROM patching thing because I can't get a lot of the ones I download these days to work. Mm. Hack packs, different emulators, a bunch of different sources of the ROM. 
And I've got about 230 ROM hacks that have already been like applied to the ROM itself. So I just drag it into a SNES emulator. So I don't have to worry about trying to get them to work. Because I don't know what's up with lips or whatever it's called. I played about an hour of King's Quest today. We gotta play that. Mm, how it's, was it? It's, it's okay. Uh, Christopher Lloyd does a bang up job as old King Graham. Yay! I don't think the company has ever done this kind of 3D modeling before mm. because it's you know in cutscenes it's a little goofy or physics are just not really there <gasps> i really want to play it <laughs> it's a little rough around the edges but uh i'm liking it from what i've heard about how they structure that game because you know, we've, we've been playing some adventure games this week mm. it's yeah as, as you said it's you know old king graham telling his granddaughter like stories of his past Where's Lena? Uh, what's her name uh Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn, that's, that's right. And, uh, like, when he takes a path that, you know, causes death or it's not the right path, and it's like, well, that's what would have happened if I picked this choice. Yeah. And, like, and it goes back. And that's really clever. That's I like that. really it's, cool. It's, it's really charming mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. I need to, I'm excited to get back to it. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Life is Strange. Life is Strange. I figured I'd save that for my last one. Oh, man. Following it now, Episode 5 is going to reveal it was actually the precursor to Quantum Break all along. <laughs> Episode five's got to be like five hours long. Today. This one was significantly longer, and I was trying to like oh. bang it out early in the morning. It's like <laughs> the, the the previous ones were like two hours. I can go to bed till like I, midnight. I can do that. Like three hours. I was close to being late for work because of playing. Every, uh, every other one. Oh yeah. Every other episode I've done in one sitting, and then episode four, it's like I look at the clock, it's like 1 a.m., it's like, I have work tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, I just, I can't. And then, like, the next day I pick it back up, and I still had, like, two more hours to go. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It was, it was sizable. It got dark. <laughs> and, like, we, we can't spoil things, obviously. I think this will make for a great spoiler cast when all of the episodes are out. But uh, this is heavy front runner for most pleasant surprise this year. All I know is what Ben told me was that Dark uh, texted me saying, I'm about to start episode four. And then he texted me three times, <laughs> like, less than an hour later. This is fucked. This is fucked. This is fucked. Yeah. No, no, what happened was uh, I texted Ben, I'm about to start. Ben texted me, this is fucked. <laughs> about, an hour, about an hour in, I immediately know what happened. And I texted him, this is fucked. Yep. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is pretty fucked. Can I, can I ask? Did you accept or refuse? I accepted. I, I accepted the offer. <laughs> I, I I said I don't know, and then I refused because I thought like I don't want to get a game over. But oh, I would. No. I would. I would go back and change it. I completely would. I've felt terrible since then. Yeah, they they are not happy at you for refusing your offer. That's for sure. I am lost uh, right now. Yeah, same. Don't worry, Rachel. Can't. We'll be lost. Together. Okay, we'll it's, be lost together. It's purposely spoiler free. Okay. It's super good. I mean, we talked about it, you know, at the end of episode three because home episode three, that ending was uh, that was a that was a gut punch. I was really worried at the end of episode three because the only two ways I saw that going was okay, either this is filler and doesn't mean anything, or nothing I've done so far means anything. Right. And based on what Ben's told me about some foreshadowing, I think I think I'm okay with it. Hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of interesting theories going around right now. I mean, the big twist at the end of episode four here, like I kind of saw it coming. I didn't. I didn't trust them. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good it, way it to just, put it. It always seemed a little off. And then oh, you, and oh, then you I, go back and look at the the foreshadowing, like from the first episode, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> holy shit! I totally trusted them. I never thought twice. Oh really? Oh man. But, uh, just just to confuse Doba and Rachel even further, I just want to I just want to make it clear: everything, like the fate of the entire world, is going to come down to a selfie. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a game that is encouraging selfie culture. So that game is a lot of fun. I mean, if you like The Walking Dead at all, or any of those kind of telltale games, like this is a must. You must play Life is Strange because it's, it's, it's better than Walking, Walking Dead season, season two. two. Yeah, I oh, still no, gotta finish Walking Dead season two. <sighs> I haven't finished it. Walking Dead season two is not as good as Life is Strange. Okay, season one's comparable. Yeah, we still got one more episode. It's only gonna be like two months. You got the dialogue writing that's still a little weird, and like this this oh, episode yeah, kind of reverted a bit back to that. But I think the plotting and the characterization is really good, oh. and some of the acting, uh, it's voice acting is, is spot on. The dialogue the episode three is really messed up. Like, the thing about the dialogue is like I keep wanting to complain that it's like, man, this is like just some old guys trying to think they know how teenagers talk, right? And then, like, I thought, I haven't been in high school in four years. Yeah. I don't know how teenagers talk. Uh-huh. What if this is how teenagers talk? That, that would be yeah. so hella weird. <laughs> Shut up. Wowzers. Um, so, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts uh, 2.5 HD more. I beat four of the organization refights. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I went, like, months without being able to beat one, and then I beat four in one night. In a row. Nice. Without losing any of them. Oh, nice. Well done. But uh, I'll never beat another one. My <laughs> my main gaming time has been given to Punch-Out Wii, which is really hard. Is Blast Joe giving you a tough time? All right, so here's the thing. I beat Mr. Sandman, and he's the world champion. Mr. Sandman. Uh, he's the, he's the quote-unquote final boss, but, like, not really. But after you've won the world championship then it becomes a different game. It stops being, all right, yeah, now you go through the circuits. Now it's everybody you fought before comes back stronger trying to take your world championship. Right, it's, it's title defense, man. That's how boxing works. You, you see Hajime no Ippo, that's how this shit works. And uh, Glass Joe is the first person. Uh, they all have things that they've changed, so they're all faster, and they have different moves and all that. And uh, I know how the next few go. I know that King Hippo, like, tapes a manhole to his stomach because what are rules? <laughs> but Glass Joe puts on a helmet, and apparently that's all he fucking needed to be a challenge because I fought him, like, 20 times. I can't beat him. I can't beat Glass Joe. That's Just you gotta make sure that you be specific when you're saying that. <laughs> Helmeted Glass Joe. There you go. Because, like... Jesus Christ, he's hard. This is a really good game. The problem is when the fights get really, really hard and require split-second decisions, the Wii Remote is a wireless controller, which means there's input lag, which means split-second decisions don't work. And yeah. I, like, I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming that for why I'm losing. This game's hard as shit. It's still and button I'm presses though, right? Really it's not motion controls. But it's like it is still button presses. But like when you hit the button to do a dodge, and then a full second later, Little Mac dodges. That makes it kind of hard to dodge some really fast punches. Oh, yeah, um, that doesn't sound like wireless lag. That sounds like the game design. Maybe, but like it doesn't feel like a lot of the moves are really planned around that. Because like Sandman had a punch that lasts less than a second. Like 
the telegraphing and everything lasts less than a second. It's there, and by the time you have time to react, you've already been punched in the face. So, I don't know. It's a really, really good game. I hope they make another one for Wii U. I would, I will buy the shit out of that and play it. So, I definitely recommend it. I got it through Wii U uh, eShop, so buy it. It's really fun. So, I have been on GTA V, The Road to the Platinum Trophy, which is a very long road. Estimated 100 hours of playtime. Well, at least it'll keep you busy. Oh, it's been keeping me busy. Well, I've been on this road for a couple months now. It not only includes 100%ing the single player, which isn't actually 100%ing it. You don't literally have to do everything in the game, thank God. But you do have to reach level 100 in the multiplayer, as well as various other achievements that are multiplayer only. And this game continues to impress me with how much detail was put into everything. Like, there is something going on every inch of the map. And there are there are cutscenes that are part of missions that... 99% of people will never see because you have to do all of the parachute jumps to unlock this mission. And it's a really funny mission that, you know, concludes a, a weird, nonsensical part of the first mission in that sequence is. You know, it only makes sense if you do all of those parachute jumps and then this mission. There are collectibles everywhere that you need to get, and there's no official map that tells you where to get them. There's just there's so many things in this game. This game is huge. Planetside 2. If you like first-person shooters online and you have a PlayStation 4, you should be playing this with me. Planetside 2 is a massive multiplayer online first-person shooter, and it's basically the game that I've wanted all my life. This game puts you in a giant world with four massive continents and three factions fighting for control of these continents. There is a significant push-and-pull gameplay with hundreds of people at a time, where you try to breach through the enemy lines and uh, take control of a base. And then you need to hold control of that base for five minutes as the enemy is spawning around you trying to take it back. The scale of this game is everything that I have ever wanted. And the PlayStation 4 has uh, Spotify now, and I've discovered oh, that the yeah. entire soundtrack to Star Wars is on Spotify. There you go. So, on its side too, with the Star Wars soundtrack is like the Battlefront game that I want, but we're not going to get. Because, <laughs> because why would you ever make, make a game when you can just reskin Battlefield? There you go. It is an awesome game to play with friends. And it's like, you know, any, anyone that likes online first-person shooters and has a PlayStation 4, I, I beg you to play this with me. Because it is amazing. And sometimes you get stuck in these stalemates that are really, really intense fights. And... It's kind of disappointing not to make any headway, but it's just amazing, amazing fun. And uh, Rhythm Tengoku, the best plus for 3DS. Uh, this is the latest entry in the Rhythm Heaven franchise. Uh, I brought it with me to the wedding, and I know I know Doba got the chance to play it. Uh, I loved it. Well, I played the uh, I played two of the new games, and I played all of the Fever games that you'd unlocked. Yep. Uh, so Rhythm Heaven, the best plus, is uh, the fourth installment in the Rhythm Heaven franchise, and it contains. Dark. Isn't that a game that's out in Japan? Well, funny you mention that, because I don't always pay for goods and services. What? No, you no, you it's completely legal and you have a legal you have a Japanese three DS. No, like if this if this came out in America, I would buy it day one. Oh yeah, but I'm I what do you mean if? When this comes out in no, America. I mean You, hear, if. you fucking hear me, Nintendo? When this comes out in America 
<laughs> I mean if, because it has 25 games from the GBA Rhythm Heaven, 25 games from the DS Rhythm Heaven, 25 games from the Wii Rhythm Heaven, and 25 brand new games. Those 25 games from the GBA Rhythm Heaven really worry me as far as this game coming out in America. Because the entire point is that you're playing new versions of old games. And I'm just concerned that that recognition factor is... You know, it obviously doesn't exist in America because the first Rhythm Heaven game never came out here. Mm, yeah. So I'm really, really worried about. They could just bundle a newly translated Rhythm Heaven <laughs> GBA game with it. Yeah, Maybe. but we know how they translate GBA games, Mother Three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the prospects of it coming out here are. I don't know if they're great. I hear your reasoning and reject it. Rhythm Heaven 3DS is definitely the best game of the franchise so far. It starts out really rough because there's a new story mode, and it's... Now, granted, I can't actually read Japanese, so I don't know what the story is, but it's terrible because it's, like, the world's lowest-budget visual novel ever, and it goes on forever in between every single rhythm game for the first three hours of the game when you just want to get to the next rhythm game and just fuck all. And also, if you're familiar with these games, the first couple hours are infuriating because they're easier versions of them with less interesting music. And later on, you unlock the original versions with the original music, and they're awesome. But it's a really rough start. But then once you get into it, you know all the new games are really great. I've never played Fever, but I have played uh, Rhythm Heaven on DS, and the flick mechanic really turns a lot of people off. You have to flick on the touchscreen. Yeah, that is really and, stupid. I don't didn't like that in the DS version. A, a lot of people just straight up can't wrap their heads around it. So not having to deal with that, you only have button inputs. You use the A button, use the B button, and sometimes use the D-pad. Uh, and I think it works out a lot better that way. And also now the bottom screen is dedicated to showing you how well you're doing. Like, it'll accept inputs that are kind of off, but uh, it'll show you, you know, you'll have some stars explode on the left if you were a little early and on the right if you were a little late. And if you got it exactly right, you'll have rainbow stars exploding from the very center. I don't know if this game will come to America because it does have a couple hurdles to cross. And I also don't know how well Rhythm Heaven really sells in America, uh, especially since Rhythm Heaven Fever was put out in, at the end of the Wii's life to die. So I don't know that it really sold too well. But it's the best rhythm game ever, uh, by far. And I hope that it comes out uh, in America, because it deserves to, and it's, it's really fantastic. I've not been playing a lot recently, really. I've been playing... Yes, you have. Not really. I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft. Yes, there you have. There we go. I've not been playing a lot of different games, though. World of Warcraft doesn't really need an explanation, so no, okay. Um, Mario Kart 7 because I like playing that with Mark at the moment and you're just starting the Grand Prix so soon you'll be playing it with me too Peter I played 50cc and oh my god like I I normally do 50cc with all the other Mario Kart games I told you to go straight to 150 now this game like how is 50cc this slow in 3DS that's fucking ridiculous yeah, Mario Kart 7's really slow I it's, like Mario Kart 7 though the handling's a lot better and then 150cc then it got really frustrating and I got out of bounds in a point where I should not have and like that I was like that was a fuck this game how did you manage that? I don't know I don't know I have to watch you next time you play it and see what you do maybe, maybe. <laughs> 
and I've played only a little bit of Kingdom Hearts, but I've not really wanted to venture really far into it since I played it last week. We've also just been really busy. We did kind of get married. We did kind of get married, and then we went to someone else's wedding, and, you know, there's been a lot of stuff. My mum went back to England after she came over. Um, Interestingly, though, I want to quickly bring up something. I know it's not quite the, what am I playing bit, but... Um, it's relevant with Kingdom Hearts. It is to do with Kingdom Hearts. I've just seen a bit of news uh, that Nomura has said there are no plans to release Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remix or HD 2.5 Remix on PlayStation 4. Good. That upsets me a little bit because I don't have a PlayStation 3. <laughs> I don't think it makes sense for, you know, when they're saying Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be on Xbox One. Mm. And, and how is that crowd going to know anything that's happening in that entire series. That's Granted, how are they going to know anything that's going on in that entire series if they've played the games? Yeah. But, <laughs> well, but that's, that's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up, because like, that is significant. It is well, significant. It's the same question for Metal Gear Solid and the Xbox. It True. does stay on here that, you know, another likely reason is that the PlayStation 4 requires all games to have digital versions, while both, you know, the HD 1.5 and 2.5 remixes did <sighs> not on PlayStation 3. That's true. Like the just like licensing issues. That's true. Well, I mean, at least for for Metal Gear, I mean, the HD collection for Hades <laughs> gift going got fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> blowing up. I mean, for Metal Gear, you had the HD collection for two, three, and Peace Walker. That was on Xbox 360, so at least you have some of it. Did it have Peace Walker on it? Yes. Oh, okay. I played yeah. that. I didn't think it. Had... Okay. Fair enough. But mm. that's pretty much just all I've been playing. Mm. Mm. Just like, I mean, I dabbled a little bit in Mario Kart 7. Uh, I dabbled a bit in other things. And, of course, you know, the different, uh, the eight years of Show Me News games. We played Smash. We played Smash. Yay. We played lots of versions of Smash. I won Smash. Yeah, we won Smash. I won Smash. We did it. Yeah. You Sorry, won. Joe. I won. Sorry, Joe. We <laughs> all won. We're all winners. <laughs> you you got to sing Full House theme. Yeah, some, that's true. You didn't do of, that. No, it'll no, be at the Game of the Year. Could do it the deal with that Game of the Year. Of the year. Yes. That's right. And then also playing Life is Strange. Gosh, do buy that game. It's it's amazing. You gotta if you like the Telltale sort of adventure game, but like, oh, I wish I could rewind time and and change that choice because I don't like how it turned out or I didn't expect it to go this way. Play it. You gotta do it. I, I think it, it's a real standout. We said that last time with Episode Three's release, but it's a real standout this year. So do play it. Get hyped, anticipating the uh, the fifth episode, the finale. That's coming up. Games that are out recently. Speaking of Telltale Adventure games, you got Game of Thrones, Episode 5. I still need to play that. One more in that series, because that's a six-parter. Mm. Go figure on that one. So that finale is still to come. Uh, five Nights at Freddy's 4. <laughs> the, the final chapter. The final Fun chapter fact, or the pre-final we were, chapter? We were in line at the grocery store, and yeah. I was checking Twitter and just said, Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's 4 is out. And Peter was like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, because we had that episode all edited out, ready to go, and it's like, it was already out, and we're, our, we're talking on Show Me News about, like, oh, well, it's moved up to, like, August 21st, whatever it was. Yeah, and then suddenly, oh, it's out. Well, on, like, the 23rd of July, I thought, fucking It day. looks fucking scary. It looks pretty good, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, we'll have to have some more scary game streams or something like that, because PT was, was a fun one. Fucking King's Quest, A Nights to Remember. A Night to Remember is episode one of the five-part series. I, I bought just the whole pack. Oh, 40 bucks, a, a pretty decent deal for a series like that. That you yeah, know they're trying good. to to get their you know get the ground running. But Life is Strange is 20 bucks for the whole series. So man, that's a that's a steal. 
but yeah, I mean, looking forward to playing that first episode for yeah. sure. And Ben's already a good chunk into it. Angry Birds 2, because... That doesn't count. It's not a video game. Fuck it, off. It's, it's not a video game, but it's a... It's like a, a sequel that nobody they've, needed. They've caught some Assassin's Creed numbering fever. Yeah. <laughs> they sure have, but... Well, just like fucking Solitaire on Windows 10. Freemiuming the shit out of that game. Solitaire on Windows 8 was, too. Just subscribe well, for $10 a year. Yeah. And get rid of these ads. Yeah. On Solitaire. And then, of course, Life is Strange, Episode 4. Uh, episode 5 probably comes out in three months or so. Yes. That's going to be really exciting. It's such a long wait. YouTube video recommendations. I edited a video of Rachel's and my wedding. Because I did the videography at my own wedding. What a fucking shocker. <laughs> Though it did make for some stress in the morning. And it's like I didn't, yeah. I didn't need that. But... I wasn't in my dress yet. I'd just come back from the salon like getting my hair and makeup done. I just saw you in the room by yourself stressing the fuck out. And I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a fun day. I remember Mark talking to your dad. And your dad was saying, like, we, we keep having to try and pull him away from the production standpoint. Because, like, there's other stuff. But... Wow. It's important. We had to try to get it broadcasting out to different people, especially yeah, across the, thing is, the ocean. It was, it was more important to actually just get the wedding done. <laughs> more than anything. It's like, oh no, we can't do the wedding right now. I can't get it to work. <laughs> it didn't affect the timing. The photography made it ten minutes late, whatever. Uh, but no, it went, off, it went off fine. And if you want to see the YouTube video of our wedding, it's going to be in the, the show notes there. Yes. And uh, also, I'll put in the playlist there of our eight years of SMYN YouTube highlights. Yes, because you should check that out. And we uh, included in there is the Question Me Roundtable special where Rachel put makeup on Joe. Yeah, and it was so. I've pretty. been getting so many comments about that at work. Wasn't it so good though? All sorts. Of, oh, it turned out amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. So many people. I've had friends from work just comment on. One of them was a manager walked up. Was doing some work on the board, and then I just casually said, "So makeup, huh?" And I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I'm really proud of how that edit turned out, so I'm glad. Did your did your work crush, old work crush, see that as well? Yes, she yeah. was the first person to make a comment about it. Did, did she really, really like it though? Yes. Yay! They all, they all liked it. They all think it turned out great. Good. So, so check that out. That's my recommendation. My recommendation would just be one video, which is uh, Vine Souls Vinny, because I love him. I think he's hilarious. Did the Choices Voice, which is a mini game on the 3DS version of Mario Party. Yeah, Island Tour. Yeah, Island Tour, which is apparently a really shitty game, but the Choices Voice looks like a really fucking funny mini game. So it's, just go watch that. I'm not going to tell what it is. Just go watch it. It's, it's funny. not terrible. It's, Island Tour. I've heard it's terrible. I've never played it. It's not. Terrible. It's not <laughs> Mario Party Nine. Hmm? Yeah, I never played Nine. It's it, Mario Party Nine is terrible. Oh, okay. For my recommendation, a couple months ago, uh, Heists finally made it to GTA Online after a very, very, very long wait. Um, but about about a year before that, uh, the good folks at Achievement Hunter decided that they didn't need to wait because they were just going to make their own heists. So. They, they printed out a big old map of Los Santos uh, and drew up plans to uh, very intricately with a lot of prep and a good $10,000 worth of uh, equipment that they would need to get in-game. They were going to get the score of the century and rob a 24-hour convenience store. And <laughs> it doesn't go well. <laughs> 
Yeah, Ben's shown me the ending, or at least the heist itself. Yeah, because the first 40 minutes is like just getting a bunch yeah, the of first, trucks. The first good chunk of the video is just set up, and there, there are some funny moments in there. But yeah, uh, the one that I'm going to link to is the very first, and uh, afterwards, every single member of the crew would go on to plan their own heist, and none of them work. My video is uh, a video called Mad Dog, The Quest for Glory. And I guess Story I've never heard of... Story for Glory, sorry. I've never heard of this guy. It's His name's Alpharad TV. I don't know. I guess he has a series where he goes on uh, For Glory and beats people. I don't know. But this <laughs> one... Smash he Brothers met, for yeah. Wii U. Yeah, yeah and, and Smash Brothers for Wii U. And uh, he finds a guy named Mad Dog and plays Ganon the whole time. And uh, it starts out with Mad Dog playing Link and catching his own bombs before they explode, and just goes farther down from there to the point where name-changing starts happening, and call-outs, and it's incredible. Watch it. Oh, my God, it's amazing. <laughs> my video is very recently, Bill Nye, to promote the, uh, the documentary that's being made, Went on YouTube and made a little video of him reading mean tweets to himself. I want to I see that. I've seen that this exists and I really want to see it. Yeah, it's, I'm going to have to watch it with dinner. It's fun because nothing phases him. because <laughs> And a lot of the, the insults are, are by very, very, very stupid people. So Well, he did have to debate that one guy on uh, creationism. So. Oh, sure. There was a lot of that. But a lot of people are just like really mad at Bill Nye because they had to watch Bill Nye videos in school. Well, that's the fucking best part. What are they that, on? That yeah. is the best part. But it, here's the thing. I've been on both sides of that because I love Bill Nye videos. But when the teacher gives you a worksheet and you have to answer questions oh, well. based okay, on the yeah, video. Okay, suck. And they're not in order of appearance. That's not Bill Nye's fault. No, it's not. But I, I, I can understand why you'd be mad at, at video day in school. But uh, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. All right. Lots to talk about on this episode of the podcast. We're off on vacation for our honeymoon next week. Mm -hmm. So good luck with uh, the Question Me Roundtable. It's time for the Juness-sponsored episode. Oh, boy. We'll come back in Juness. We'll just have taken over. Every day's great. Low prices, just buying out small businesses, the the family-run shops of the, the area. I'm so glad that I totally of, get these references. Of Sminjaville. This is why I get a pipe persona. I know I do. But, yeah, lots to look forward to. Gamescom is coming up, so be excited for that. Lots of news to come out from Europe. So we'll stay tuned to all that. With that, I'm Peter. I'm Rachel. I'm Joe. And I'm Ben. And I'm Michael McDonald. Oh, yeah, we are out. We'll see you next time on Show Me Your News. What did I marry? Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd over at showmeyournews.com. Fans can interact with other Sminjas at the Friendlies community on the net at showmeyournews.com slash forum. Show me the news! I tickled you, and you were like, oh no, I'm tired. There's some what fetishes the fuck, out there. What the oh, fuck really? goes on when we're not there? Um, you don't <laughs> want to know. Well, most everything does go on when we're not there. Dark, That's very true. Dark visuals. What? Just evil things. Alright, I, I already played visuals. all of Ghostbusters. I don't need any more. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> what?
I thought you were like, I thought you were like getting ready to puke while you were talking. Oh, sorry. I hit you really hard. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Goodness. I'm sorry. We're going to call for a domestic here. Oh, shit. We're going to keep this as audio evidence in the podcast. <laughs> well, then let it be known that he's a bitch. <laughs> I love you. Come here. I'm sorry. I just don't know my strength sometimes. I just don't know my strength. I don't know why I strength sometimes. Sometimes I'm a little rougher than I mean to be, and I'm like, oh dear, I didn't mean to hurt you. Like This morning, Rachel picked him up over her head, tossed him onto the floor, and then she just... Elbow planted in. <laughs> Just suplex. I'm sorry. Suplex to elbow drop. And that, friends, is some weird sex. <laughs> That's the best sex. <laughs> I came like five times. Featured in, featured in the superplex on the SMI network formerly on. <laughs> oh, God.